0: can you hear that rocky mountain water as it thunder's coming down to wash you away you can't hold back rising tide and you can't stop the change that's rolling down the track you can't stop the change that's rolling down the
1: Welcome to South Pods, episode 485, Ice Station Addison. I'm Savrin. I'm Wolf. I'm Ajax. And Shiva is still alive too, but wasn't able to join us this week because, holy hell, it's been a real cold one down here in Tejas. Yeah. So, at least on my end, we never lost power here because we're relatively close to a water tower, maybe. I don't know why. We just never lost power at our apartment and it got still cold as hell. Like, I don't know how you guys did it.
0: You're close to the Addison Airport.
1: I think that might be it.
0: Yeah, like, the Dallas, like, Bravo never lost power because he's right next to the Dallas Airport. So I bet
1: they kept that
0: powered in case of, like, they needed to fly anyone in and out for emergencies or fly in and out emergency supplies.
1: Yeah, mm. like, we were prepped and kind of like, well, if we lose power, we have a very limited window of supplies, but we'll be okay, question mark? <laughs> but, you guys look
0: like you were set for weeks,
1: though. Oh, well, we'll we we would be if we had power. That's ah. the thing, it's like, we have all this stuff in our pantry for baking, because, hey, it, it's nearly a year of quarantine, and we have all this stuff for baking, but actual, like, canned goods... Not so much. But we still had, like, half of a big old jar of peanut butter. We had, we had plenty of food, but, like, we didn't have a lot of canned supplies. We had lots of components, lots of crafting materials, but we were really short on, like, canned goods. But, Fucking edible. Oh, hey, I have been hitting my CBD gummies pretty frequently this week because otherwise it's just too goddamn stressful. And again, yeah. like, we were lucky. I was lucky. Panther and I were lucky. Like, you guys, you lost power. You were without power for several days.
0: It was fucking insane. There are our blankets taped over every single one of our windows. We had to huddle in the living room for warmth. Um, Every single blanket in this house got used.
1: Yeah, we did a little inventory and we're like, we don't actually own a lot of blankets. So this week has been definitely challenging in various ways and also like wow there are some gaps in our planning so yeah now that we've made it through the whole basically the main thrust of this episode in case you hadn't got it is that we just recently survived a week of frozen hell here in texas and we're gonna talk about like prep yeah
0: i used the term black swan event in casual conversation this week and it seemed accurate.
2: <laughs> yeah, you'll have to explain that. It's not a reference I get. Um, I watched a lot of
0: Doomsday Preppers as a kid. Let me look up the exact okay, definition. Okay,
1: because when you said that, I think Black Dahlia is like, so you're going to chop a lady in half and leave her on a, someone's lawn?
0: No. You guys listen too much of the murder podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, Yeah, because I don't know what that would be, so you'll definitely have to explain. And poor little Adam, my little wannabe husky, he thinks he's going to be a husky. Like, at first, he hated the snow, and then he was like, this is okay, as long as he was bundled up. But he would still Mm. hit his limits and be like, ah, i got to go back to the house. But then, like, today, because it was above freezing for the first time uh, in a while, he was like, this actually feels kind of nice. I want to go for a walk, which... It is weird to say when you go outside and it's 35 degrees and sunny, and you're like, damn, it feels nice out.
0: (laughs) Yeah. All right. So the definition for a black swan event. A black swan is an unpredictable event that is beyond what is normally expected of a situation and has potentially severe consequences. Black swan events are characterized by their extreme rarity, severe impact, and they were obvious in hindsight. So Mm. this was – the definition of a black swan event because in 2011 the state had this shit happen before but not as bad and the government was like hey you should weatherize your grid and texas was like fuck you free market and then that led to this
1: i remember that last in 2011 because that was the weekend of furry fiesta and we were outloading out of the previously intercontinental Like, it was icing that Sunday, and then there was people trapped until, like, Wednesday here in DFW because no flights were getting out. I remember that pretty vividly because it sucked. Getting stuff onto the truck and then getting it off the dock was a bit of a challenge. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have that much stuff to get on the dock. But I had to load stuff into my little bitty car and get back to my place, which is, you know, is close, but still had some challenges because the roads were nasty and my car was small. Man, this week has certainly... Been a challenge. Like, my parents lost power for about 16, 18 hours, which is a big concern because they're in their 60s and not in the greatest of health. You know, I at least had the foresight to be like, okay, they just got their second COVID vax. I'm going to be able to see them in like a week's time. I'm going to get them some sleeping bags just in case they don't like freeze to death in the storm because that would that would just suck. Like, oh, you survived getting to getting your second COVID vax and I'll be able to see you safe to you in a week's time. And then whoops, you've become a meat popsicle. That would suck.
0: Mm. Um, yeah. yeah. There are totally people who died
1: because yeah, of that. I have to also give a big, Shout out to my friend, Ed, who my parents' propane heater was having issues and they didn't have a lighter or anything. So he ran a, a fresh camp lighter down to their house from his place and helped them get their shit working. That was a big deal. Like, That's
2: good. Good.
1: I think a big deal also about this is we have to come to the realization, that at least for those of us in Texas, the government is not going to save our ass. The only people nope. that we're going to help is each other. Um, mm-hmm. And so, like, when we talk about prepper shit, we don't want to talk about, like, oh, you know, get yourself 37 cans of ammo, five cans of beans, and an electric can opener. You know, uh, you, you want to have supplies, but also be able to look out for your neighbors because, like, I made sure when it was really icy, because, like, there's some elderly people that live around me that live on the second floor. Like, I went out and made sure that I, I cleared the steps so that they didn't do a 360 and kill themselves down the stairs. To taking their dog out, um, you know, making sure that I was clearing the pathway to the parking lot so that, you know, when I take Adam out, that, yes, I'm going to be safe, but I'm also making it safe for my neighbors. You know, it's like doing little pro-social things like that just helps everybody keep everybody else safe to minimize having any extra medical emergencies or anything happening during an already extreme time. Yeah,
0: that's why I kind of don't like the term prepper because it implies that you're kind of That word kind of usually means that you're in it for yourself and like you're going to eat your neighbors to survive. The way I like to think of it as is like emergency preparedness. Yeah, You're prepared for an emergency in the event that it happens to get you through till there is no longer an emergency and society kicks back in.
1: Yeah, Trying to find the thread because there was a fairly funny thread of someone talking about how they're brother-in-law or brother or some such was one of them preppers and doing all these drills, but then...
0: The dude with the Babar icon?
1: Yeah. I'm just... Uh, I
0: have it retweeted.
1: Scrolling down, scrolling down. Because, yes, it's been a very tweet-heavy week because... Like, one thing that's also made us is, like we made sure that we looked at our emergency supplies, and we'll be going down a list of what we have in that.
0: Yeah, I've definitely learned a lot from my emergency pl- supplies, what worked, what did not work.
1: Like, like yeah. You wrote like, a cool. journal on FA?
0: Yeah, I wrote, like, 3,000 words on this shit. Like, <laughs> it was me processing. Like, okay, I found the tweet. It was a great learning experience for because I have a I have a go bag, I have a bug out bag and like I've I've packed it. I've always had a general idea of what you should have in there, but this kind of really taught me what I actually need what I don't need, and that I desperately need to organize it better because the theme of this weekend was I know I have X and X is what I need. But I have no idea where X is. Right. (laughs) Yeah, like, I tore apart my bug out bag like five or six times looking for various things. Like, I couldn't remember where my Leatherman was. It turns out it was in the toiletry bag. I couldn't remember what was in the dry bag. Turned out it was the pair of jeans that I've been looking for for six months. (laughs) Um, Hmm. Like, and there were just all these little things that, that just slowly added up together that just made it. It's so frustrating to have, and if I would have just organized better, put more thought into it, I could have really saved myself a lot of time and energy.
1: Yeah, so before we go into – because I want to know what the contents of your go bag is, and then I'll talk about mine as well. But let's read this quick thread from uh, Torian Gray, Jean-Michael Conard, because this is the – prepper mindset that we're not talking about so it begins so my elder brother who is a moron has been playing soldier with his moron friends in the deserts of texas for the last year preparing for the collapse of civilization if biden won lol they are bur- burying food and ammo sashes out in the desert running drills crazy stuff this included getting a cb license so he could be their lifeline to other groups of white idiots when the cell towers all went offline wouldn't want to violate federal law while communicating with your resistance groups after the fall of the federal government, I guess. Anyways, you would assume, given that they've been prepping for the end of the world for at least a year, they're well-situated to write out the rolling blackouts, right? Well, their plan for cooking and heating during an extended power outage was natural gas, but like a lot of homes, their gas service is out. The food in the freezer and fridge is already toast due to the power outages, so they're down to canned stuff. But there's a catch. They can get into the pull-top cans just fine, but the ones that require an opener? Their only can opener is electric, so a good three-fourth of his canned food store is inaccessible to him unless he goes after it with a knife, which I sincerely hope he does. So Captain Survivor was eating unheated ravioli out of a can yesterday because I guess he doesn't know how to start a fire. They have a fire pit, but it too is gas fired. He told my mom they're probably going to break into the survival bucket soon. I'm sure that's great food. He told my mom that the blackout is due to Texas switching everything to wind power, but that he doesn't discount that the government is doing this on purpose. If he can figure out why they'd arbitrarily freeze out a giant state... Hey, points to you. The saving grace in all this is having to ration his phone usage so that he can sit on the f- can't sit on the phone with my mom for hours crying about it. He's forced to sit there and talk to his wife, who is almost as dumb as he is. Presumably he's sitting there shivering ranting about libs while he sucks down cold beefaroni. What a life. He's tried contacting his best friend in his little LARPing group, but he's gone to ground. I sincerely hope that means he thinks this is the start of the Great Purge or whatever and he's disappeared to the mountains to evade FEMA and child support bailiffs. I'm trying to get more details from my mom, but I have to play it cool. If I laugh, she'll start telling- stop telling me about it. So I have to pretend this is very serious, and I'm concerned for his safety while I'm imagining him hitting a can of baked beans with a screwdriver repeatedly. On the plus side, they've got plenty of guns and ammo so they can shoot the shit out of the snow. Locking two people with marital strife in a house with no supplies, no access to power, but plenty of access to guns and ammo seems like a great idea. I think this should work out great. Just to give you all some additional comfort, his wife is part of the groups who help select the textbooks Texas Buys every year, just in case you're wondering about the kind of people that make those decisions. So that's some prepper mindset. I shared this thread in another chat, and they were like, this is just a prelude to a fallout skeleton in a room full of cans with a note that reads, can opener broke. You know?
0: That is the perfect summary.
1: You know, this is some environmental storytelling. That's the kind of nonsense that we're not here for. Um, But while we are here, what we are here for is, like, preparedness for ourselves. So what do you have in your bug-out bag? Do you have, like, an inventory that you've made, Ajax?
0: I don't have an inventory off the top of my head, but I can tell you some of the basics. I have a pretty decent-sized medical kit with stuff like over-the-counter medications, so Tylenol, Ibuprofen, Pepto-Bismol, the tablet kinds, something that you can just kind of eat. Inside of that, there's also water purification tablets and um, cotton swabs. The cotton swabs can be covered by the petroleum jelly and used to help start a fire. Um, So if you were like needing to start a fire to cook something that's a good way to start it and you throw your kindling on top of that and it'll continue to burn and actually get up to what you need to i have a leatherman a basic buck hunting knife and a machete i have come to realize that the machete is overkill and i will be probably removing that um i have a spool of paracord that has special inlays into it. It has something called fire cord, which allows you, again, it's something to help start a fire with. Um, it also has copper wire in it. So you can use that to make snares or create electrical connection. Um, and that paracord also has fishing line embedded in it too. So you could like rip open the end and just pull out this fishing line and use it to, uh, fish for things. Um, as well as just being paracord. I have a change of clothes. It's camouflage, because when I put this go-back together, it was kind of in the uh, summer when I was afraid MAGA hats were going to take over everything, and I wanted to be able to blend into the crowd. And the camouflage... Wasn't to hide and like like be camouflaged in the city. It was to hide among them because that's the kind of crap that they would be wearing, <laughs> even though it doesn't actually tactically do anything.
1: Yeah, bright green camo I, in the middle of winter in Texas is not going to be terribly useful.
0: exactly what else do i have i have a little cook set so a pan pot um stuff to clean that with stuff to cook with stuff utensils to eat with i have a really nice anchor solar panel which allows me to charge up uh battery packs i have a weather radio that is a battery pack a radio radio a flashlight Oils. Oh, and it allows you to put uh, normal AAA batteries into it and use those to charge your phone. So, like, you it can charge your phone in a lot of different ways, even after it runs out of the internal charge. Um, what else do I have? Oh, I also have a little box, waterproof box full of important documents. So, passport, copies of driver's license, um, birth certificate, social security card, um, $1,000 in cash. I have... A couple silver coins for trading because, um, like it's Texas, so there's a lot of libertarians out here, and like they might not take cash, so I'll trade them the silver coins because that's what they want Tyrion thinks i'm crazy for that but i i disagree um i also have a (laughs) necklace that um i made out of one of the silver coins so i have just something on me that i can grab without having to go into my bag there's also a usb drive in there with like important photos important stuff that's important to me because this is also my the house on fire i need to escape quickly I will grab this bag and have everything that I need back. There's a little bottle of whiskey in there, again, for trading. Something that really came in handy were these uh, dude shower wipes, which are these, like, pre-sealed little, like, basically body wet naps that replace a shower. So after you haven't had hot water for three days, it's really nice to have one of those to wipe all of the grime and grossness off of you. Um, I have a sleeping bag, a tent, the other highlights, and then like just a bunch of other stuff that I can't really think of at the moment. It's just kind of floating around in there, like um, more stuff for water filtration. Like I have three different ways to filter water. I have a purification tablets a special water bottle that's designed to filter water and a life straw a life straw is just this like it's literally a straw with this big beefy filter on it that you can just like plunk down into a river and you drink out of um and it'll get out all the nasty stuff it won't necessarily
1: probably won't taste good but
0: yeah and it won't catch all the viruses like it's gonna be like 99 effective but it's more for like bacteria so it keeps you from getting like dysentery and and stuff like that slow so you still want to find like a fast moving water source but um like it's still better than drinking the water straight out of the fucking lake
1: definitely anything around here would be real gross
0: yep here's the areas where i fucked up i did have anything to put fire in (laughs) so i have all this freeze-dried food in the house i have all of this food that's ready to cook all of this food that's ready to eat all you have to do is pour some boiling water onto it or heat it up when i went camping in oklahoma over the summer i left my fucking camp stove on a park bench and i never replaced it so i had all of this food All of this wonderful stuff that would be so nice to eat, but I couldn't heat it up because I had nothing to put the fire in. At one point, I tried to make a barbecue grill out of some disposable bread pans. It did not work. The wind kicked up and blew out the fire, and it just went ice cold. So I had all of these ways to start fire, all of these things to keep a fire going, all of these things to help a fire along, but I had nothing to keep the fire in. And cook on. I have uh, since rectified that, and I've bought a propane stove, a alcohol stove, and a little tiny wood burning stove. I don't know if I'm going to keep that all in the go-bag, but um, some of it will go in there. Oh, and I also have toilet paper in the go-bag, because as we learned in 2020, that is a valuable commodity, as well as something that you need.
1: Sounds like a pretty comprehensive thing, but yeah, there's there's always going to be gaps, because like, you mentioned some things that like we don't have in ours, that will definitely need to be filling in those spots because, yeah, like,
0: like there's a website called Ready.gov. I think that's that's made by the government. It's actually run by the United States, and it's like it gives you like lists of stuff you should have in the case of certain disasters. So, like if you're Having a winter-weathered event, you should have these items on hand. If you're afraid of earthquakes, you should have these on hand. If you're afraid of losing power, you should have these on hand. And, like, that's a pretty solid place to start. I don't know where I was going with that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, for us, we have a go-bag that uh, Panther's mom got us um, Mm -hmm. because he was raised Mormon. And turns out, yeah, Mormons are big into prepping and having food supplies and storage and stuff. So she gave this to us a few years ago, and we've since cycled out a couple things that we've needed to, because, like, uh, if you get a food cubes, they last for 5, 10 years, but you still want to cycle them out with some newer ones after a while. So this is a single backpack. It's about maybe... Three gallons of milk in size, I guess. When I posted a picture of it on Twitter, I just put a gal- an empty gallon container next to it to provide some context for scale. So in our main pocket, we have our first aid kit, emergency rations. In this case, uh, we had food cubes that are 18 days worth for one person or nine for two. Uh, two N95 masks in a container, nylon rope. There's three bottles of water. The big problem with water is, like, it's real hard to tra- hard to transport sufficient amounts for you. Um, so, like, we definitely need to add some water purification tabs, live straws, water filter bottles, something like that. We have a camp mug, Ziploc bag for storing documents, uh, a roll of duct tape, some glow sticks, and some leather gloves. Um, on the side pockets, we had hand warmers, a flint and steel, lighter and matches, some hard candies for just sucking down some energy um a multi-tool that is also separates into being camp utensils so it has a knife can opener the basics but also it separates into two ends to be a fork and a spoon or a fork and a knife which is neat oh, nice. tissues a pencil notepad uh insulated grip pliers in case you need to grab something out of a fire move uh like a downed power line or something if it's really in your way so yeah some metal pliers with a rubber grip handle Might be something good to have. Um, We have a couple ponchos, plastic, you know, the plastic ones, and a couple thermal blankets. We also have a little fancy whistle that's a compass and a thermometer, which is the zipper pull. So, yeah, gaps that we can see. Like, we don't really have, like, a fire container or a stove, propane, anything like that, or an alcohol stove. So, that's something we might need. We also need like the water purification stuff. Uh, But also at your suggestion, Ajax, I also made a little go bag for Adam because without question, he'd have to come with us. Um, And a lot of Mm -hmm. our prep here is prefacing being able to leave in a vehicle. So like we have flats of water that we could toss in the back of the car in a like go situation. Like we have a second uh, first aid kit (laughs) <laughs> On the night of the election I went to uh, Target and bought some emergency supplies Which included a 12 pack of beer um, and some And some water And some other important supplies Including another first aid kit just in case Haven't had to use them yet But just was like you know what if shit hits the fan eh. But like I made Adam a go bag So he has food His dog documents His little allergy tabs, a couple bowls uh, Some of dry food, some of his treats That he likes Like just a spare harness and leash. So, like, he has a go bag too now. Um, and we're going to make a second uh, go bag so that we each have one so it's not, like, all carried by one person.
2: That's a good idea. But
1: right now, it's, like, with Amazon still kind of paralyzed by the storm and all that. And, like, Amazon price is also jacked up on important shit. So, like, we won't be able to restock a second go bag here immediately. But having one just it's definitely like as soon as we can get and like a lot of these things are not terribly expensive like the paracord a few bucks like you don't have to do this all at once you can slowly build it over time as your funds allow but Mm -hmm. like a lot of all the stuff that we've listed including the emergency food cubes they last forever essentially as long as the package is still sealed they're vacuum sealed airtight, and like each little cube is 400 calories they don't taste great but they're nutrient dense and will give you carbs and fat to get through the day. It's like if you're at sea, eat 3, if you're on land, eat 4. And so like these little cubes, they pack really tight and as long and you can also use a Ziploc bag to store them in when you have an open package. It's just like little like there's a few gaps here and there, but this would allow us to, you know, presumably on foot get out of an area but on in vehicle would provide us the ability to get pretty far mm-hmm. provided the car is fueled up which thankfully i did fuel up like the day before the ice storm came because i was like people are going to panic shop the day of so i'm going to go now and plus i needed to just go to the grocery store as it is and like we've stretched like the milk and the bread and the the soda to today like i'm going to have to go to the store tomorrow anyway and hopefully the <laughs> supply chain has picked up the slack a little bit but like we have everything that we have to me we have meat on hand we've got bread makings if we need to i was joking that like well you know we can make bread we have meat in the freezer but we can't make milk but it actually does turn out that we do have some powdered milk that if panther really 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 wanted some milk we could make some powdered milk into milk but it's non-fat so he wouldn't like it mm. but yeah it's like just having that shit on hand being able to like well if you need to go gotta go like yep. one thing you mentioned ajax is having some cash on hand like i've got some cash on hand because you know if electricity's out and there's no power you can't buy stuff with a credit card and you can't use apple pay but people take cash
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, cash is king. Like, and, it's something that everybody will usually take.
1: And you said you have your little liquor bottles, you know, some barter things, if in case.
0: <laughs> and like, Yeah, that's some... the last of the last of the resorts, but it's just, it's nice to have something physical on hand that you don't have to worry about, like, if it gets wet, dissolving.
1: Wow. Oh, Fuzz just forwarded all the pictures of your go-bag, and yours is much more extensive than mine.
0: Oh, did I not put, oh, I put them in the domestic wolves. I meant to put them in the not-rose. <laughs> yeah, I figured you did, that's
2: so I just forwarded it.
0: Yeah, my my go-bag is, is pretty intense. But it, it's something that I've built over years. Like, some of this stuff I've had in here since I was, like, 16. Like, a lot of it is fairly new because I have a job and I can afford things now. But, like... There's there's stuff in there that's totally just loaded around like the Gerbers and like with the Gerber is the Leatherman, um, it's just a different brand of them. Uh-huh. Um, like I and the Gerber knife and the Buck knife, like I've had those probably since I was sixteen. The the like camouflage handkerchief, I've had that since I was sixteen. The little hunting survival guide is another thing that I've had forever, and it's got like basic wilderness survival. The glow sticks I've actually had since I was thirteen because I used to sell glow sticks um at like uh fireworks displays and stuff and these have just kind of floated around forever and like um when the power went out i actually just cracked them and put them around the house so people didn't have to worry about like bumping into things and they could find the bathroom easy
1: yeah because like we have a bunch of battery packs like we made sure that they were fully charged just in case so we can cheap uh, you know, keep our phones charged. But it's like, well, if the power is out and the cell towers are down. It's like, well, they might not be, you know, it's like just little things like that that you would have to grab. It's like, cause you use them outside of them being in the go bag, but you need to know at least where they're at. So if you get into that kind of situation where you need to leave the house in like two minutes, you know, where to snatch your shit and then get out the door. Yep. But like in this particular case, it was just a matter of hunkering down and staying alive in your house. Um, like one thing that we've been looking at because both Panther and I like. We're both like. All right, where are gaps? What What can we do to fill these gaps? And like things like mylar blankets are cheap. They're like a dollar a piece. You can buy them in bulk off Amazon. They're like 25 bucks or 25. You know, you get into a situation where the power is out and it's cold as hell. What you can do is you can tape them up over the windows and they'll oh, that's smart. keep in the heat. You can make a little Mylar tent in your bedroom if you need to. You know, there's all the little things like, you know, putting towels under your door at your door frame Because like one thing we noticed is like our apartment, its insulation is shit. Like, it's always, like, several degrees colder on my side of the bed because I sleep closer to the outer wall. I sleep on the left side of the bed. And we have that little FLIR camera that plugs into the lightning port on your phone. And, like, there are spots in the wall where you can see where the insulation is thin near the, the beams. And so, like, there's these little things in the bottom corner where the insulation isn't fully that were, like, 10 degrees colder. And, like, you could put your hand on the carpet and just kind of feel the cold radiating off it and it's just like these apartments are not built for this weather that's for sure we got an emergency alert email like hey uh if you're not at home please let us know and we'll come and check your pipes because we don't want any more pipes bursting and causing damage and we're like anymore (laughs) it's not surprising that it would happen in this complex because well in any complex nearby because there's not everybody always dripping their things like we had our things our things dripping the entire weekend so again we didn't lose water pressure or anything we were able to run our shit like we even at one point had to do laundry because like we'd worn all of our pants and sweatpants and were kind of low on clothing Because we were all layering up. And it's like, all right, now, Murphy's Law, we're going to lose power with our laundry in the washer. Didn't happen. Okay, next up, it's going to die before it's done drying didn't happen I'm like all right shit i'm gonna play my luck and we're gonna run the dishwasher and they ran fine because <laughs> i was just like thinking of like we were always making sure we had a flashlight with us when we went to the shower just in case like the lights went out uh like we were doing all these little like emergency thought ideas like all right what can we do to not end up like naked in the dark <laughs> without a flashlight nearby it's it's been a educational week not only for ourselves but also just how like tenuous everything can be like we've seen those videos out of austin where the targets are stripped bare where like the one or two places that are open have nothing on the shelves or like just very very little there was this one photo i saw of a walmart austin that was just they just panned from the the back of the store the entire you know left side of the building is always the meat that whole side is always meat and cold stuff And there was just nothing, except, like, you could see way in the back, there was some bread. And it wasn't like, oh, this shitty brand of hot dogs is left. No, everything was gone. There was no cheese. There was no meat. It was just apocalyptic. Um, and then you have these dumb motherfuckers that are like, this is like, looks like Venezuela. Her. And I'm like, well, Venezuela's our fault, as in the United States' fault. So that's their excuse. Our excuse is that our infrastructure is not built to withstand this and our uh, supply chains are incredibly fragile.
0: <laughs> well, I saw a semi get stuck on that hill in Addison. Um...
1: Oh, God. Someone tried to go over on Arapahoe?
2: No, we're not um, a at uh, Montfort and Beltline. You know how that intersection goes up? Yeah, on yeah. It's basically. It's a
1: really badly designed intersection. Yeah.
2: yeah. There were there was a car stopped stuck
0: at every single side. God. There was a Jeep stuck on the left side. There was a semi stuck on the side that we were on and then there was a like Some kind of fancy douche car that was stuck on the right side. And, like, their tires were just spinning in the snow and they could not get up because of how steep that incline is. Like, our state is just not designed to survive ice and snow. Like, these roads would never be at these inclines in any
2: other state that got cold weather on a normal basis.
1: And we were
2: talking about how northerners would react to seeing the high five like what fuck
1: are you doing well i was gonna say specifically um a few years ago i had some folks from new york we were driving to go to heartache barbecue post nightmare nights and we passed under just the tollway like the bush and 635 interchange and that's not even that high but then like we yeah. got to the one a little bit closer to, to like Gravine Mills and they were like holy shit what is wrong with these highway designers (laughs) and it's like well uh, you know we uh we don't get snow here and when we do we shut down the state and that's how it works and that's again how it worked I mean we had a fucking week of this shit there was video footage uh like after the heaviest storm that one of the local news channels Sent up one of their helicopters and they just were doing an aerial tour and I saw them. They flew from like the juncture of 12 and 30, their middle Arlington area, that is this ridiculous, this loop down and over and around and that thing. There was actually cars on it, but they were crawling. But it was so weird to see I-30 just bare of cars. Like there was one or two desperate people having to drive on this but like for the most part there was nobody there and i didn't blame like they kind of flew over six flags they flew over by the stadiums there in arlington and it was interesting to see but like it's so weird to see our whole entire region like our whole state just paralyzed like this by just infrastructural failures and just the fact that nobody here is prepped for that like this is a 25 year storm Like, this is – I don't know if we ended up with more snow than we got in 2011 because it wasn't that deep. Like, I think the most we might have gotten is, like, six inches total.
2: Yeah, Um, one year – I don't know if it was 2011 or the year after, but one year we got a solid foot. It was 12 inches.
1: uh, But this time – like, there's probably sections of the state that got up to that, but probably not on – that level but it also wasn't as prolonged in 2011 yeah but people are out there helping each other like everyone's like uh aoc blah 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 she's this big boogie woman but you know she's out here she has raised over two million dollars for the state like she flew down to houston today and is helping out at the houston food bank um oh wow they're out there doing like direct relief payments that go out to uh they're raising money through Act Blue. Or I
2: Beto, right? Yeah, yeah, Beto
0: too. So Beto is like so pissed at Ted Cruz right now.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, you know Ted Cruz is a fucking gremlin. We'll get to his ass in a little bit. But like Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, she's with Act Blue and the coalition of people are raising money for uh, people here in Texas, and so they got two million dollars, which uh, sp- split among. The recipients is about $200,000 per group, and it's all food banks. There's like Food Bank of Rio Grande Valley, Corazon Ministries, Feeding Texas, Food Bank of West Central Texas, North Texas Food Bank, which is our area, Central Texas Food Bank, which is Austin, Emily Eldercare Echo, which is a ending community homelessness coalition, the Bridge Homelessness Recovery Center, Southeast Texas Food Bank, South Texas Food Bank, and the Houston Food Bank. So they have raised over... Two million dollars? Anyways, that's good shit. There's local, like more hyper local groups, like the Funky Town Fridge is a group that I've found that I learned about from the DFW DSA account. They are a community food distribution network. They do a public fridge type place they have multiple locations around fort worth where they put food supplies for people like there's a little church in my parents neighborhood that has a little food pantry for anybody that needs. can go up and get like some dry goods out because little you know it's right there in their front yard you go up and pull some things out but like this group funky town fridge they're just like you know make some donations and we deliver food to people's houses as they contact us and i'm like shit i sent Mm -hmm. them some money today because they were out there feeding getting food to dozens of people it's like Good on them. Like, one of the things that, like, this whole thing has really shunned me is that, like, once I get my COVID vaccine, I really want to get involved with the local community support and mutual aid groups. Because, like, I could drive shit around and drop food at people's houses. That's easy. That's something that anybody can do. And, like, I've got a car well suited for carrying a lot of shit to various people's places. Like, I think that would be helpful. And there's, you know, the local DSA Duke does homeless supply stuff because, like, you know... If you guys have driven down 35 East, like, south of Royal, there was an open field that had become a homeless encampment. I was thinking, like, Jesus, fuck, man. How many of those people died over this week? I know, right? And it's like, (laughs) shit. (sighs) And so, like, it just makes me feel kind of helpless right now because, like, it would not be safe for me to go out and do this shit right now but i'm like i see these other people really going out there and putting their lives online i'm like i wish i could help them more
0: but like you could be putting them at risk because you're not vaccinated yeah and it's just it's
1: yeah it's COVID
0: just made this whole thing exponentially worse
1: yeah and that's the worst thing is like we need warming shelters and people ran warming shelters and you're putting all these people in confined spaces so that they don't die of Freezing to death in their apartments, but now we're going to see a big COVID spike from that in the local area, you know?
0: Like, we had to burst our bubble and go to a friend's house, and I'm so thankful they opened their home to us, because, like, we were so miserable, and, like, that was the third day at that point, and that was the first hot meal we'd had in so long. Like, I don't think I'd ever eaten spaghetti that has tasted that good in my entire life. Yeah. 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 Like, oh gosh, and the cookies. Oh, those cookies. I don't think I'll ever forget those chocolate chips. They were so amazing.
2: <laughs> 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 they were like, oh, yeah, we totally survived. This week on the kindness of friends. Yeah, uh, and friries.
1: that's that's the big thing, is, like, we have to cultivate this kind of network amongst our local communities, because, like, the government ain't gonna save us. The local municipalities, we can't count on them. Like, if they can come and help us, great. But, like, in the heat of the moment, like, FEMA isn't there to save your ass, but... Your friends yeah. were. Or
2: they're in Cancun.
1: Yeah, there's that.
0: Yeah we'll, yeah, well, like you said, we'll get to that later. But yeah, like, local community is, is where uh... it's at. Like, I can't wait to get vaccinated so I can start helping out locally more.
1: Do you want to go to the most important public toilet in Texas? Ted Cruz's what? front door.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I that
0: guy man i i, I just don't know Ooh, what what a fuck you know? i'd call him a gremlin but i feel like that gives gremlins a bad name <laughs>
1: yeah it's like gremlins are yeah. cute and like not a threat this man is an existential threat to many people on many lay- levels
2: yeah. i guess okay. someone fed him after a bit night and I made him this way
1: <sighs> so ted cruz is an awful piece of shit like we this is known like he voted against the hurricane sandy relief package for new york back when that happened Whenever that happened. That was a few years ago. And then he turns around and is like, yo, hey, uh, Joe Biden, will you provide FEMA aid? And Joe Biden, being a career politician and not a giant toddler, said, of course... And has already started getting FEMA online to drop supplies and stuff through Texas. I've seen various, you know, official account posts like we're getting things on the ground and doing relief flights to Texas and all that. So I was like, yeah, all right, cool. I mean, mm-hmm. it's past that. And now it's going to be all like recovery and repair as opposed to rescue. But Ted Cruz, the big deal with him is that he decided he was going to pop down with his wife and kids to Cancun to, I don't know, get out of the cold. And he was caught. Someone was like, holy crap, that's Ted Cruz, the Zodiac Killer, on my flight snap and they post this to twitter and it blew up like it was amazing how like literally everybody was shitting on him and rightly so like he's a senator he can't exactly do a ton but the sheer optics of him being like well my state's fro- freezing to death i guess i'm gonna just fuck off to mexico where it's warmer and also leaving yeah. his dog He left his little poodle mix, Snowflake, under the care of their, like, house security guard. And there's this horrible, sad little photo of their dog sitting at the door staring. And it's like, oh, you poor thing. You're owned by a serial killer.
0: Man, it's just such a dick move, too, to name his fucking dog Snowflake. That is exactly what he would name his dog, too.
1: And he was shamed into, like, booking a flight back immediately and then he gave this stupid excuse where he was blaming his daughters for like oh my kids wanted to go to st cancun and i was like all right like, and someone said this sounds like some mary kate and ashley fanfic where like they just like we're gonna go to paris and their dad was like okay so <laughs> he got shamed into <laughs> coming back then further than that like he tried to spin this tale and then immediately like the people in his uh chat chain because he invited some of their friends to come with and they these people would rather stay in houston and potentially freeze than go to cancun with ted cruz but also yeah. like even his quote-unquote friends were totally ready to just be like, oh yeah, look what this massive piece of shit was gonna do. The check out these text messages and send them over to the New York Times or whatever. It's like... Oh my gosh, everybody, I had Everybody hates Ted Cruz. Like, even Fox News was bagging on him. At this point, everybody hates him, and he's already kind of announced that he's not planning to run for re-election in 2024, which... Oh really I, uh, but I didn't hear about this. It was apparently something that happened today But the thing is like He's still in power for four more years So three more yep. years So he's still going to be a, a boil on the ass of Texas You know
0: O'Rourke might be governor in 2022
1: Sure go for it man Abbott man Unfortunately, like, the leadership of this state is just massive pieces of shit. And, like, Uh what really sucks is when you get these blue check libs that are all, like, collective punishment fans of, like, being like, oh, well, you know, Texas voted for this, therefore they deserve to freeze to death. But we'll get to them in a minute. Like abbott was trying to blame oh it was the green new deal's fault you know the green new deal that isn't actually a policy this a law or anything it was just a policy proposal and they're like oh our power causes were by all of our windmills freezing and it's like well renewables are 10 percent of our state's power supply so it wasn't that and it's like literally the ERCOT just lining their pockets rather than paying to fix to prepare it's like Oh no, how, what, what if I don't benefit from this in my lifetime and my grandchildren just don't have to deal with it? Instead, what, you know, I'd rather affect my bottom line this quarter and there we go you know that's what they did and so we have this disaster but like they were going out there trying to blame oh it's the green new deal it's renewables that caused this outage so oh, our our state government is incredibly stupid but like the that's thing what is happens when you put
0: people who don't like government in charge of government like
1: yeah you, you know you're just
0: asking for disaster
1: texas is one of the hardest states to vote in period it's a heavily voter suppressed state it's not a red state necessarily like, our our governor sued to make only one ballot dropbox available per county when a county can have a few thousand people or several million. Yeah. Um, like, all this shit where it's like the margins are actually so narrow in this state. And so, you know, when you have these people that are like, oh, you know, these, re- these red staters sure deserve to die because they red team bad, blue team good. And it's like when the actual margins are like... 600,000 votes between Biden and Trump in Texas and 220,000 votes between Beto and Cruz, like the margins are incredibly narrow in these. And so like when you have people yeah. like Marina Surtis. Saying that, you know, oh, this is what they get. People get the government they deserve. And it's like, we didn't deserve this. Nobody deserves this. I don't care if they voted for Donald Trump. Nobody deserves to die gasping in their oxygen tank in their trunk because their power went out in Houston.
0: That was Deanna Troy, right? Yeah. Yeah. She has some really bad takes.
1: Like, she's nearly Shatner-level bad. But Shatner's a right-winger, and Marina Sirtis is ostensibly a lib. But she's a real heartless one. Um, Like, I think she posted something about how, like, Texas has really bad coronavirus rates. And that was just like, oh, it's a red state. Her. That was, like, prior to the election. And it's like, god damn. How heartless can you be? Because, again, like, the people that were affected during this, it's not the rich people. It's not the wealthy neighborhoods that are getting their power cut. It's certainly not people living in the downtown zones that can afford to live in the downtown areas of these cities. It's the people yeah. in the poor neighborhoods, the people in north side of Fort Worth The that's like 90% Hispanic. It's the people in any poor neighborhood that they can just be like eh, you know whatever you know north side it's it's they're, they're all mexicans who cares right university park didn't lose power those areas didn't lose power but it sure as shit happened up here in Carrollton, which has a pretty big minority community both asian and central asian and hispanic like the only reason that like our little area probably didn't like you said earlier is because we're near the airport And so, like, there was some very specific areas that just didn't have their power cut. Oh, and then
0: uh, speaking of power, while I remember this, one of the reasons that Texas lost power is because the grid was just not weatherized. And it wasn't solar that was doing it. It was actually the other energies that were really fucking it over. At the nuclear plants, the cooling ponds were freezing over so they couldn't get water in to cool the nuclear reactors. The pipes that took natural gas out of the ground and then transferred it kept freezing. The gauges at the natural gas plant... Plants kept freezing. Like the entire chain of natural gas um, transfer basically froze over. Wherever you, there was a piece of it, some part of it froze over in some area.
1: Even um, the coal plants had similar issues because if they were outdoor coal piles, they just froze solid because of the yeah. snow.
0: And they didn't have the equipment to break up the piles like they would in Northern State.
1: Yeah, so it's like massive infrastructural issues that that hadn't thought of anything like this happening. And when it did happen, like, 10 years ago, they just lined their pockets rather than do anything further. And now they're like, surprise Pikachu!
0: And, like, the regulatory board um, that can make the power company do that is a panel of three people that is um, put in place by the governor. So while people want to blame ERCOT, It's really Greg Abbott's
2: fault.
1: Yeah, and the fact Mm -hmm. that also Texas is isolated on its own grid, except for a few areas of the state, is... It's so dumb, because Texas is a libertarian hellhole. Mm -hmm. Like, that's why we have so goddamn many tollways, and I have so much privatized everything in this state. And, Mm -hmm. like, they basically wanted to privatize the power grid and keep themselves from being getting oversight from the federal government. And I'm pretty sure at this point the that there's going to be there has to be at this point some sort of like kick to the balls of texas and force us to integrate into the rest of the power grid because this shit can't happen again no. like, the, like the i think texans hole, are gonna force it the like, death toll from this is still not even known
0: yeah like i don't even think it's gonna be a federal government thing i think texans are gonna be like look assholes you need to connect us to the rest of the grid we could be connected to the east and west coast grid and never lose power in any situation because i saw this
1: article where like ERCOT was like oh we had to do these blackouts because we were seconds away from a catastrophic system collapse that would have fried substations all throughout the state and i'm like that's your fault this is all your fault like you could have literally left this state without power for months you idiots you fools Mm -hmm. you could have killed us all That's... (laughs) that's...
0: <laughs> yeah, like... A company's goal is to fuck <laughs> over the system as much as possible to so make as much money as possible. So that's why the government has to regulate these people to kick them in the ass and be like, Look, you need to do at least the bare minimum. The less you regulate something, the more likely it is to fail.
1: Yeah. <sighs> it's been a hell of a week. The uh, mm-hmm. There's not been a lot of, I would say great news like there's been some fascinating stuff like hey we landed a new lander on mars that's cool as hell it's got a helicopter that's really neat i've like i I predict it's gonna flip over the first time i try to fly it but you know there's just that Uh,
0: fun Mm. fact about that like they were trying to um increase interest for it uh so they held a contest and like a bunch of people's names got put on a little uh flash drive and sent up there with the rover and one of the people that we stayed with this weekend their name is actually up there on mars now
1: oh very cool (laughs) Another cool thing is they have uh, successfully cloned a black footed ferret uh, from a long dead sample of the species to increase the genetic diversity of the critically endangered black footed ferrets. So that's cute. I mean, there's a picture of them holding the baby ferret. She's a her name is elizabeth ann she's the genetic copy of a female named willa who died in the 1980s who has no living descendants researchers hope elizabeth ann's offspring will inject much needed genetic diversity into the species ranks so that's neat cool. but yeah this entire episode is just like hey it's our state just went through yet another bullshit trauma event it's amazing so many of our people that we know locally are going to dealing with like pipe breaks and plumbing issues and all that stuff. Shiva said she had some pipe break issues. A lot of the people oh, no. in our homeowner group here in Texas are, we have a furry homeowner <laughs> telegram chat. That's like, Oh yeah, well, we had a pipe break. Oh, we had a pipe break. Oh, pipe breaks. You know, like yeah. it was nice during the week to see all of us helping each other out, but also just like now it's like, well, we might get a plumber to come by by the end of the month. Maybe. Um yeah. Gwelyn had to cap off one of the hot water pipes, or a a water pipe in their house, they they just moved into, that froze, they're just gonna be out of water at, like, one of their bathrooms or something, until they can get a plumber to come in and fix that shit. And... Like, one of the other fucked up things is that a huge swath of our area is now under, like, a boil water advisory. Big swaths of west and north Fort Worth, Denton, just whole bunches of north Texas. Because the power went out, the pumps failed, and the water pressure dropped, which affects the ability for the uh, sanitization stuff to go through i guess i don't i don't know the, the facility of this but basically it's yeah. like all right we can't ensure that the local water systems are good so if you have water you'll also need power because you'll need to boil that shit just in case before you can use it for anything and that's okay. you know assuming you have power <laughs> so okay. that's just a crisis on top of a crisis that the swath of our region is going to be dealing with for the next few weeks
0: that's why I highly recommend getting one of those green Coleman propane stoves. Yep. I will own one as the, sec- the second uh, Amazon delivers it.
1: Yeah, that's <laughs> definitely going to be a purchase for us, too, because just like, again, we don't camp, but we might need that for other things. Who knows? You, you don't know how much you rely on modern conveniences or just the ability to go to the grocery store when you need to. When you get hit with a thing like this, like, yeah, there's people up north that deal with this shit all the time, but they have the infrastructure to deal with it. They have, you know, snow plows and shit like that. Like our street here at the or at my complex, no, no city trucks came by. Like there was some, there was some sand. They did come by in sand once like today. But prior to that, the roads were pristine And that means nobody was getting in or out of my stretch of road.
0: Yeah, and like here in Texas, they have to be insanely careful when they plow the roads because all the roads have those road dots on them, which are little reflective panels. And like if they're not careful, they would just scrape those off of the road and cost the city millions in damages. Also, I think I think roads actually have to be like designed to be scraped on a regular basis, and if they're not. It's really easy to fuck them up because, like, Michigan—the roads were always fucked up, like from the snowplows. Because, like, a snowplow just comes through and it will just take this giant chunk out of the pavement, and keep rolling. There were there were potholes big enough for me to like lay down in. It was, it was nuts. We'd lose power up there, but we had the infrastructure to deal with it, and and also the homes were designed to deal with being that cold. Like extra installation, steeper roofs—they had cold in mind as they built
1: them. Yeah. So yay texas we've we've survived but and Mm. the thing is this state's so bullshit like it's gonna be 70 by this time next week yep yeah so like my plan is for next wednesday i'm gonna go i'm gonna drive out to fort worth and get some to-go lunch and go to like a park and see my parents for the first time in nearly a year that's so awesome, man. They got their COVID vaccination. It'll be two weeks post-vax on Wednesday. And so it's as safe as it's probably going to be for me to go see them. At least to them. And, you know, that's a risk I'm willing to take. Because the last time I saw them was March 9th, 2020. And that's the longest stretch I've been between me seeing my parents. So yeah. <laughs> that's very not fun. But no. thus far, we have all survived.
0: And that's the important thing. You just Like, these bags are... To get you to another day to see your family again. Like, they're not necessarily to keep you alive throughout the entirety of the zombie apocalypse or anything like that. Like, when we talk about emergency preparedness, it's mainly just get you through 72 hours, get you through a week, get you... Through those first couple of days until things stabilize enough that you can get with a group of people and hopefully get back to normal. Or everything has a chance to normalize. Like here, everything just needed to melt and everything automatically went back to normal.
1: Yeah. Like I saw one of our neighbors uh when i was taking adam out this afternoon she'd gone to kroger and was you know walking out with groceries so clearly i think our kroger's probably decently stocked
0: yeah like the albertson's near our house was was fine like they were actually they actually had a lot of eggs um the milk and bread was picked over but like there was at least half a case and when i say case i mean like half of the normal supply of eggs that's there yeah. was still there
1: i mean i've seen that our kroger near us have like no butter So, like, it's not a big surprise to see it out of things, but if I can get a gallon of milk tomorrow, I'll be fine. Because, like, I can go again later in the week once the supply chain gets back moving again. Panther's out of milk. I don't have any sodas. I'm out of my drink mixes, even, except for, like, the small ones designed to go in water bottles, and I don't want to use, like, four of them in a gallon container. I get the ones that are, like, the sugar-free instant tea, and I just, like, clean out a gallon jug, put two of those in there, shake the shit out of it, and I have a gallon of tea or sugar-free kool-aid or whatever to drink throughout the day so i can like stretch out my like supply of dr diet dr pepper because like i don't want to see me without caffeine so i gotta gotta stretch it out
0: by day three i would have fought someone for a cup of tea like (laughs) because because we had no way to boil water and it was just like, I want tea. I want I want something hot to go down my throat hole and just, just warm me from the inside out. I will fight someone for a cup of tea.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so what else do we got, man? Like, hey, I, I played Code Vein. It's Bandai Namco put out another Dark Souls-style game back in 2019, except it's anime characters, like anime waifus, but Dark Souls. And, like, multi-classes and stuff. It's kind of cool. It's on the Xbox Game Pass, so it's like, for 10 bucks you can play the base version of this waifu vampire simulator. All right, cool. It's very Dark Souls-y. I had fun with it. I've kept in touch with certain people over Animal Crossing, which has been fun. Like, there was a little festival event, which was, like this is a gay little peacock and you get him feathers and he did a little dance and gave you some stuff um if you got him the rainbow versions of the feather you got rainbow versions of the various items like it's not a traditional like you know like a gay rainbow but it's like a very color very colorful like drum and flag and pennant and stage and this that and the other it's supposed to be based off of like brazilian carnival style thing so like you had to have a, a suitable outfit and headdress on before he would talk to you It's like, you have to be in the right mood to help Pave do festival. (laughs) Like, yeah. Other than that, it's just been like, God, trying to not get into it with people on Twitter while you're stuck online more so than usual. Like, it was, (laughs) as I, at the start of this, I was like, you know, you shouldn't go out because of COVID and stuff. But, like, you could leave the house if you wanted. Okay, okay. Now, you can't leave the house for like a week solid because of the storm, and my brain's like, WHAT?! Like, I have this option to leave otherwise, but now I super can't, oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, because like, with COVID, it was a invisible threat. It was
0: something you could easily avoid. It didn't seep into every part of your life. Like one of the reasons I moved to Texas is because I hate the cold because you can't escape it. It's, it's always there. It's waiting for you. It's waiting behind that dark corner with a pipe wrench ready to beat you over the head and leave you for dead the second you stop paying attention. And it's just—it's awful. The heat, you can escape, but the cold will get you every time. It's why no one ever successfully invades Russia during the winter.
1: Yeah. Yep, but we've made it through. And, you know— We've made it through. Panther and I did not—I mean, we've survived this far together and didn't whack each other with a baseball bat in the sleep and— Adam acclimated to the snow pretty well. Now he's like he'll be very happy that it's over with. Like he got to being like, wait a minute, all these dog footprints in the snow smell like dogs. He'd like run up to one and sniff it, and then go to the next one and sniff it, sniff it, and like follow the <laughs> little he would just follow these other dogs' trails, and like when another dog passed over, he'd be like, Ooh, gotta go to that one. Gotta go to that one. So he was finding new and exciting ways to smell other dogs. And like after he figured out that the snow's not going to eat him, he was having no problem just trooping through it until he hit his limit and was like, ah, back to the house. And now that everything's melting, he's been like, ooh, the grass is back. I can sniff this now. <laughs> uh, my little guy likes to sniff. Yeah. I think this, this whole episode has just been like, Texas, this sucked. But here's some, at least hopefully we gave some people some ideas on some of the shit to get. Like, Ajax, you linked in the chat and I'll link in the show notes. Ready.gov, talking about an emergency kit. Like, and it gives you a checklist of things to get. I'll include that in the show notes. Because, like, we the stuff we talked about, is probably a little incomplete. But, like, the government putting together one, theirs is probably a little more thought out than ours might be. Yeah. But um, you can always supplement it. Yeah, and
0: theirs is more designed to go like in a tote in your house, so it's it's not a bag you grab and go with. So it's a little bit more extensive with things that are like heavier than you'd normally like carry with you a go bag. But it's it's a good thing to have just in your house because you never know when there's going to be an earthquake, when there's going to be a tornado, when there's going to be a hurricane, when there's going to be another severe weather. Event caused by climate change, which seems to happen every six months, yeah it's um, like, Boy,
1: I'm sure you're getting tired of these once in a generation things happening every few months
0: yeah yeah but yeah, one of the most important things to have in these mess these kits though is is medications like. Always make sure to have your medications on hand, whether that be antidepressants, or stuff anti- that keeps uh, your... Oh, my God, <laughs> 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 Um Or things that keep your stomach from eating itself with acid or whatever. But yeah, we're all in this together. We'll we'll make it through. We'll, we'll get to the other side.
1: Yeah, I mean, the, the biggest thing, Hammer Home, is that community is gonna be key we all have our own little tribes we run in and we need to be able to in the event of an emergency be able to count each other like right now with covid it adds that little bit extra layer of danger to it but like you guys you got to stay with a friend's place my parents went and got to go to a friend's place they had power and water so they were able to do some laundry and shower and have a hot meal for the first time in a couple days and they said it felt amazing guardian had a couple furries come and help and stay with them because they had power and the other friend's Didn't like so much of our local little friend group ended up having to help each other because like half of us lost power and the other half was like, well, come on over because I mean, shit, you don't want to freeze to death. So yeah. having friends you can count on that are close enough is real important. Communicate, cultivating a local community that's good like that is really important. So maybe don't be a dipshit online and antagonistic to people for no reason. Because it makes it really hard to survive when you're a known dickhead.
2: Yeah.
0: People will vote you off the island.
1: You know, don't be the kind of person to whom every single tweet they make is infinitely ratioed with inflates you, making you big and round. <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh, did <laughs> somebody made physical stickers for that? Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, that guy god he's so stupid but like rush limbaugh died rest in piss yeah and oh, like, that was
0: one good thing that happened this week
1: yeah you know he got to see biden inaugurated and now he won't get flags at half staff or get to lie in state in the Capitol or anything like that he gets thrown in a dumpster and his grave turned into a unisex bathroom <laughs> you know the problem with pissing on rush limbaugh's grave is eventually you run out of piss that's why you have to work as a team. Same with Margaret yep. Thatcher and Ronald Reagan. But yeah, like, Pepper Cody made some, like, quippy thing, like, uh, finally, and Diesel Raccoon, The he's, like, an Ohioan dumbass.
2: No, he lives here. He's local to us now,
1: of course. I thought that lives. was the other raccoon, because there was a, I thought there was a couple of shitty raccoon furries in the fandom.
2: No, there was a, there's Huscoon who lives in Indiana. Oh, And Diesel, so who lives here.
1: Ish. Okay, so it's the same dumbass that was being a posturing dick on Twitter that us a bunch of trouble. Okay, well, fuck him double then. He was yeah. trying to do this call out Are you sure you want to have this person representing you at events? as are entertaining. And like tagged Fiesta and a couple other cons, and everybody just like, ratioed don't him fuck to. Yourself, <laughs> <this>. <laughs> I was like. Mm-hmm but never mind that inflates you making you big and round Uh, (laughs) because like someone he he like belittled somebody for being concerned about the january 6th insurrection and that was his like well i'm not going to respond to that but i'm gonna insert furry fetish bullshit here and so (laughs) that was what everybody has been ratioing him forever with for the last several days and like anybody that replied in a positive manner to him, gets blocked. There was one reply that I quote tweeted that was like, you know what, actually, fuck you. Deflates you, making you small and oblong. <laughs> it's like, no, I'm gonna suck the air out of you. You're gonna be like a shriveled beach ball. Fuck you, Diesel. Some of them like that. Uh, uh, who knows? Just as a warning. Well, you know what, it it was a funny reply that was in in the same vein but still different. It wasn't a was copy-pasta. It was a thought-out reply. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Fresh Limbaugh. Man, that dude sucked. That's all I have to say about yes. that. I mean, like, anybody anybody that knows anything about, like, talk radio knows, like, yeah, this dude sucked. And, like, I hope that when I die that Rest in Piss doesn't start trending five minutes afterwards, you know? Yeah. That's—I yeah, exactly. want to live the kind of life that when I die people go— Damn, that sucked. Savern was cool. Not Crab Rave and Rest in Piss. Because literally...
2: Crab Rave started fucking trending. And... Ah, oh,
0: man. Like, isn't it nice to get your best news by Crab?
1: Well, and like, not only that, like, the trending tab on Twitter was like, Rush Limbaugh, like, trending, trending with... Good riddance and rest in piss. This was something I saw with my own two eyes and it was uh, very edifying because this guy has done like terminal damage to our collective discourse. Like this was the yeah. kind of guy that had on his early radio days AIDS updates where he would like read death reports and obituaries from the paper and like play little air horns and shit when it was like, ah, this gay person died of AIDS yeah, and shit like that. So, you know. Fuck him. Rest in piss. You know, he's down there in hell waiting for some heaven to trickle down in its golden shower. Beyond that, guys, we're at like an hour 24 on the Raw right now. It's like there's so much like that happened in this week that's been like, nope. Shit's frozen. We're going to talk about that. Sorry, that's what this episode's about. I was going to say, there's some Oath Keepers that got... There was a squad of, like, nine Oath Keeper militia people that got arrested and arraigned. Just got a superseding indictment, which just piled on a shitload more charges, which is cool. Stop, and, David,
2: I can only get so erect. <laughs>
1: um, these were the guys that were photographed in full plate and helmets with, like, cameras on their helmets and they had had ear earbuds and radios and shit like they were acting in a full like little oh these are like have at least some military training type shit like going yeah. through the crowds in single file holding onto each other's shoulder to keep contact like these people were here for no good and they got got on conspiracy charges because you weren't just a random yahoo. You were nine uh, yahoos. Like, one of the indictments, the FBI agent came like, interviewed the person. They were like, well, yeah, I I went to the Capitol. I went to Nancy Pelosi's office. I didn't break any laws. This is another one of those cases where one of their friends rolled on them or just was like, threw them under the bus. Like, oh, yeah, he totally did this. And he posted this to to Facebook. Here's a screen cap. And when confronted about it, they were like, well, yeah, I totally did this thing. This is what I was wearing. Where then they just go through the reams and reams and reams of footage and go yep there's the guy yep he sure is at Pelosi's office just like he said he is this well, he is a, sure is
2: a dumb shit
1: he <laughs> sure is a slam dunk but yeah basically the Oathkeeper group got a superseding indictment that added a bunch of extra like conspiracy charges on top of the already hefty like 60 plus years of potential half million dollar fine potential charges because these dudes were actually just they were they were really going to try to go and kill themselves some democrats and or republicans they decided dislike and -hmm. they didn't get that chance i just sheer fucking luck so this is going to be one of those things that we're going to have random updates on for probably the next year of just like them grabbing and nabbing and arresting and getting these people and mm. one or two of them rolling on the others. And like, this was a group from uh like apparently North Carolina, they came on a bus of like 40 people. So like yeah. they, the web, this is going to keep growing. This is going to be one of those things that is just going to be kind of a background hum for probably more than a year at this rate. Cause they have all that footage, that private video footage, the internal security cameras, all the captured cell data and the registration information for who owned those phones like mm-hmm. just even the best opsec these goobers with oath keepers they still were shitty enough that their friends took their facebook posts and submitted them to the fbi like for all the opsec they had they still were terrible enough people that they couldn't have like friends that wouldn't be like holy shit you did what <laughs> <laughs>
2: Now, Grandma, we know you're at the insurrection.
1: Two of the people charged in this Oath Keepers group, I think, were 60 and 70, an elderly couple that Mm -hmm. provided logistic support that were still wrapped up in this. So, like, it's it's fucking wild. Mm -hmm. So I will mention this as it pops up in the episodes because I I find it fascinating and I hope that in a little bit we'll be uh, getting people going to prison. Because, like at least one of the people in this oathkeepers group has offered to cop a plea deal to roll on his, yep. his oh, buddies.
2: Yeah, fuck wheel like a pig. yeah,
1: see that's the thing, like there's no solidarity amongst fash. they will turn on each other the moment shit hits the fan, and so yep. like these guys are going to all stab each other in the back and all catch like some time in club fed, and that's what they deserve, so, yep. so Ajax, you linked the thing here in the topic chat about trucks.
0: All right, just one cool thing. Like, apparently the new Ford hybrids have the ability to, like—they have, like, built-in generators in them. So, like, people were using them to power their homes and heaters in Texas during the blackout. So, like, the big trucks in Texas finally actually had a use. That's, they weren't uh, just for show.
1: Yeah, the article says, you know, they were—instead of burning— Their furniture. Many are firing up their trucks, plugging their vehicles into their homes' junction boxes, or simply routing extension cords inside to keep appliances running. And ran some lights, coffee pots, 75-inch TV, toaster oven, space heater, and fridge, and ran it for about 10 to 12 hours per day to keep the freezer food frozen. I guess it's not much load because it only used a few gallons of gas over that time. Um, Nice. Much quieter than the neighbor's generator, didn't have to refill it in the cold every eight hours. And the filling station's open, so who's in the dark for after his two five-gallon cans ran out? That's actually really neat. The extremely expensive truck could still supply this shit off their engine. Like, it's probably not mm-hmm. great in the long term for that, but it's an ingenious use of something existing to mitigate some of your issues. Because I wouldn't have thought to do that, but that's actually really cool. Yeah. Because as we found out in our various ways, well, you did, Fuzz. We have these little jump kits for our cars. They provide power to start a car, but they're not long-term batteries. Because you tried to use your CPAP off one, and it lasted, like, what, 30 minutes? 30 minutes, yeah. Yeah, that's no good. Yeah. Oh, like, boy, I know.
0: I'm actually going to get a solar generator after this, which is basically a giant version of the anchor solar panel pack and it's just this big giant beefy battery that can like run a bunch of stuff and be charged off solar panels that come with it
1: yeah that's all that It's really cool i would say probably hold off for a little bit till the price is depressed because fifteen hundred dollars is probably inflated at the moment
0: yeah like i remembered it being like a thousand like last time i looked at it but i'm, I'm gonna look around and, and see if that's the best one or not but that's basically what I want, because, like, just having power gives you so many options. If we would have had power, we could have boiled water. If we would have had power, we could have run the microwave. If we had power, we could have done this, that, or the other thing. It was just...
1: Yeah. We survived. We survived. So I think we should Probably wrap it Because we're kind of Rambling at this point Also it's nearly 10pm But hey it's 10pm On a Friday night So it's not like I would say it's not Like we're doing Anything tomorrow But I desperately Need to go to The grocery store Um, And once it gets Above freezing And the, the thin Veneer of black ice That will no doubt Be on our parking lot Because it melted But there was still Water on the ground For the su- After the sun went down that's going to Refreeze into just A sheen of black ice um, Yeah it's going
0: to be A shit show in the morning
1: So <sighs> we'll probably be clear of ice by like 3 p.m. tomorrow looking at saturday yeah it's gonna get above freezing at 10 a.m. and hit 45 by 4 p.m. according to this weather app so by then the roads will be cleared and i can go to the store but right now it's 31 and it's gonna get down it's gonna get down to 27 so it's not gonna be a hard freeze but still it's like yep fucking texas why are you like this because, again, it's going to be freaking 74 on Wednesday.
0: Ugh, I know. Oh, oh, it's 74 now? It was 70 last time I looked.
1: Yeah, so, like, <laughs> Saturday, it's going to be... So, like, yeah, today's high 40, and then tomorrow 45, and then it just goes 60, 60, 66, 74 on Wednesday. Let me we have another, like, cold front come through, but it's not going to get freezing, at least into the next week. So it's, like... We won't have to deal with any more of this shit. And like, there's still going to be patches of the snow that exist because, like, there's just some sides of my building that just don't get sun at all that are going to have like ice sticking around until like midweek. But it's not going to be road hazard. It's right. like, in amongst all this shit, we finally got our <laughs> pre authorization for a house purchase. <laughs> And we just had to put everything on hold for a week.
2: Oh, so no. So we're in we're a, a similar vote, uh, a little bit different, but we're refinancing our loan. And our closing on that was originally this past Monday on President's Day. And then they had to do the last bit of appraisal they found out was required, so they had to push it to Wednesday. And then they just emailed me yesterday. It was like, so hey, uh, let's uh, reschedule. So now we're doing it on Tuesday, which appears to be a fairly warm day. So at least that's something. mm -hmm. So funny.
1: Yeah. So one thing you can do as you... uh... Go through the week. Something that'll warm you up good is you can use our coupon code NOT at AdamandEve.com to save yourself some money (laughs) on some stuff that'll help entertain you in our cold winters or just, you know, as it warms up, whatever. They have warming lube and stuff like that. Get some fuzzy handcuffs to keep your wrists warm and immobile. Wrap yourself in a faux fur coat and get banged silly because that'll raise your body temperature. Coupon code NOT still works after all this time. It's crazy. Yeah, yep. yeah, Unsurprisingly, our Patreon has kind of fallen down a little bit. And hey, so we still have this coupon code, so we're going to push it again. Sorry, guys. We may not be a sex and relationship podcast anymore, but we'd like money. So uh, get yourself some dongs, okay? Dongs uh, are great. Yep, they're a good Best way to way pass to keep... the time. They are. I haven't even looked at their website in a while, but adamandeve.com still works. I need to like get you some know, copy I, back from them.
2: I will confess, I actually made an order from them uh-huh. not terribly long ago. And I use the not coupon code.
1: Cool. Nice. <laughs> I like get you some like bonus stuff and like reduced shipping. Probably it's it's been a while since I've actually used mm-hmm. it, so it's not the it same as me, it used to be.
2: Actually, one of the free options that they offered was a free dildo.
1: Oh, cool. Uh,
2: yeah, nice. Not bad. I mean, it was fairly basic. It's it's your Fog standard Caucasian humanoid. Dildo and it's like you know, like six inches long. It's like average. Yeah. So basic. You know, it's like a free bonus thing to put in your orifice.
1: Your orifice of choice.
0: That's really cool though. Like I remember back in the day when they used to give you three
2: DVDs and Yeah, yeah. It was
1: like (laughs) Cowgirl. But it's like who has physical media players really anymore like you going to stick are you going to stick that in your PS4 or PS5 If, implying you can get one
2: full anus that occasionally servicing so you know
1: yeah everybody's got a butt <laughs> so
0: is it HD
2: though or is it just 1080p
1: oh my god
2: <laughs> HD heavy duty because of the clapping of my ass cheeks warning you that I'm on, on my way
0: that's what that's from the thick line thick with a double C
2: that's right it's big anime titties. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. Uh,
1: yeah. Sam what...
2: may not get that reference, I guess. We'll have to... We'll, we'll fill him
1: in after. You can fill me in after this podcast. So,
2: oh, you bet I will. As I always. From
1: so, you can, we do have a Patreon, though, if you'd like to contribute to that. Uh, Patreon.com slash Southpausecast. Uh, you can send us messages on southpausecast at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at Southpausecast. We'll be retweeting some of the prep stuff, like the ready.gov link here in a bit can find us in our fan chat which is on telegram it's been a nice little chat room for people to be like jesus christ are you guys okay and or oh my god texas is so cold and photos and stuff um it's a good little chat room nicely moderated I enjoy it, but it's also mine. So, you know, I'm a bit biased. You can go find me on Twitter at Severn Drake, where I alternate between posting pictures of my dog and posting prepper shit and being like, Jesus Christ, blue check libs make me so mad. And how are you guys?
2: Uh- I'm semi active on Twitter occasionally at FuzzWolf. Um, follow my uh, furry uh, business account at Fur Planet or at Bad Dog Books for ebook. There are dot com addresses for both of those for buy stuff. Um, I actually just ran a bunch of numbers and um, our, our online orders were up last year, which is uh, totally to be expected, given that there were no conventions for anyone to buy any of our products at. But it didn't cover the gap of conventions, but it was kind of neat to see that people are utilizing the website, which which is cool. We're a little behind right now because, you know, we didn't have power. For three days, I was going to get orders out, and but we'll be working to get... Uh, caught up on that ASAP and we have a new book out a sequel to Paladin's Grace by Ursula Vernon uh, it's called Paladin Strength. Uh, we're releasing it in hardcover and ebook. And uh, check out our Twitter for details on how to pre-order that.
0: I'm Saint Ajax thirty-three at Twitter.com. dot uh, I'm also Saint Ajax on For I tend to post more personal stuff on my Twitter, while my FA is more just kind of for party things like writing. I'm a writer occasionally, and also apparently where I post big, long journals about, um, emergency preparedness. Yeah. <laughs> How about those for me? All
1: right. So, yeah, this is, a uh, hour 40 on the Raw. I'm gonna, obviously, you know, cut out the ums and ahs as I do, edit this down, but it's still gonna be a pretty long episode. But, hey, we all survived, and next week, hopefully, I will have a report from getting to see my parents for the first time in a year, and, like, other bullshit in the news that's not, holy crap, we nearly froze to death. Yeah. Like, is there bullshit happening in the furry fandom, I don't care, I'm trying to not die over here. So maybe better luck next time, furry fandom.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to so over any drama in the furry fandom. I
1: just, like, oh. just
2: stopped giving a shit about any of it.
1: It's like, oh word, there's some like a nineteen year old trying to cancel a twenty two year old over some shit. That's nice. I'm gonna go not freeze to death. Bye. So uh <laughs> on that note, uh good night.
2: And use coupon code NOT at com, And keep your stick on the ice.